2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers Podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'll be your host this evening as we try and dissect the the performance from Rangers in the League Cup final where we failed to defeat two goals to one against Celtic. Um, it's not going to be the happiest of pause, there may be the odd rant and rave. We'll try and not turn on the Arsenal TV, but we can't really guarantee anything. Here to help me get through the next hour, first of all, Mason, how are you mate?
3: normally start with not bad, thanks Colin, but not good after that. That was a uh, like punishment today, so uh, yeah, I think I'll be ranting all night tonight.
1: Ah, well, if there's one um, hindsight you're doing this pod um, post-match, it gets it off your chest nice and easy. Um, also joining us tonight, um, Gallant Few, Staple, Davey P. how are you, mate?
0: Uh, as well as can be expected, Colin. Remarkably cheery, despite all the shenanigans of this afternoon. I mean, uh, I think we just have to be realistic as to where we are and and, and the size of the job that Michael Beale has. So, uh, I don't know, the longest road begins with the shortest step. So I think we're, uh, that's where we're off to it. As he indicated in last week's press conference, you know, win, lose or draw today, he's still got a huge entry in Monday. Uh, ain't, ain't that the case?
1: And last but not least um I you a gallant few debut uh the second in a row um well we're, we're inviting a debutant debutant sorry onto the pod it's bill um thanks very much for joining us bill uh, especially on um a post match, i like guess
2: yeah, absolute pleasure to come on despite the um result today. I was absolutely crestfallen when the full time whistle went, but I've managed to pick myself up a little bit. And uh, thank you very much for having me on good, sir.
1: No, it's a pleasure, mate. It's a pleasure to always talk all things Rangers, even um, even when we do need to take the, the bad with the good. Um, Mason, I'll kick off with you then. Uh, social media has been... Uh, social media is never a great place at the best of times, is it? But Twitter's been a bit of a cesspit on oh, and everybody getting their up worth and to right all of Rangers' wrongs and... Um, and <laughs> forty characters or the less. There's been a lot of a lot of uh, criticism in Michael Beale and I think that's absolutely fair enough. Tonight in the pod uh I want to be generous and spread the criticism around because I don't think the players get away with today. I think we there's more than a few who really need to have a look at themselves in the mirror and it does not just lie with Beale. Having said that, the first point of call is going to be on the lineup, and I think Michael Beale does really have to uh, take his fair share of criticism for the line-up and the subs, which will come on to. But kick us off with your thoughts on, before the game started, we were all chatting in the in the group chat. What was your thoughts when you, you seen the starting 11?
3: I was shocked to see Kamara in there, to be honest. Um, I know against some, you know, I see the debate we had on, on Thursday night. There was a lot of different combinations to that midfield, but Kamara's is someone that I wouldn't have had near today. I think that um, in previous old, perm, old firm performances, I think Kamara has been been a man down, and I think that was the case again today. I don't think he deserved to go in there. I think Bill went with players that he's known. I think he was a bit nice. I think he didn't want to hurt anyone by throwing uh, Cantwell or, or Raskin in. in. In my opinion, that's how it looked. Um, which is not a good thing. I think he needs to be ruthless, and I don't think that Bill has been. You know, he's got two black marks against his name. It was the, the game at Ibrox where we drew two all, where he got his subs completely wrong, and he got his starting lineup today completely wrong. The starting lineup, as I said, the midfield was the biggest issue, but the way we went about it, that f- that first 15, 20 minutes, David Hurst just touched on it there in the comments column. But um, I could, I just we weren't in it, and, and in old firm games you need to start well, and I think that to be honest. Their midfield dictated the play. They'd done things a lot quicker. They were brave on the ball. They got out easier. Um, so after 20 minutes, I'm going, this midfield needs sorted. Something needs changes. Something needs to click for us. And it wasn't, you know, we were giving the ball away. Morelos wasn't holding it up. So Carla and Kent, you know, who's a man down. Um, and it just went from there. And I think, you know, we will come on to both goals. We've conceded it, but it was inevitable, both of them. Um, but the manager should have changed. It needed change 20 minutes in. Uh, and, and that was on. The manager. Today's on the manager. Absolutely agree with you, Colin. The players, uh, the players deserve loads of criticism and we will, we will go through them. Um, but they shouldn't be here for, a, for, a, for another, you know, next season. A lot of them. Um, that's for sure. That's one too many. failures for us.
1: Uh, it's way beyond one too many. Um, this is. <laughs> 10, 12, too many um, over the last um, 18 months or so. Bill, uh, same question to you, and I think you and I are probably along the same lines. Well, it wasn't too far for what we would have wanted um, beforehand.
2: Yeah, I think um, before the match, my choice of a starting 11 would have been exactly what Bill played, except i probably have had Raskin instead of Kamara. I thought, you know, that kind of played out today. Kamara looked very passive, didn't really do much. Annoyed at Morelos, I thought he was just miles off it. Uh, but who we were going to play up front? He was really the only choice. I thought Tillman was a bit anonymous for a lot of the game. I don't know if he was fully fit, but even a 50% fit Malik Tillman, I think I would still have played him. So I don't disagree with Beale's team choice beyond just Kamara, but as Beale said in the post-match interview, the defeat today was on him, as Mason said as well. Uh, timing of the subs and all of that, I completely agree with what Mason was saying.
1: Davey P, and I, like, just to echo what Bill said and a uh, uh, message to all you guys today, it's almost a carbon copy of the team I was looking for. I on Thursday's pod, I was looking for that team with and instead of Kamara. And I get the gamble of Lundstrom and Tillman being back from injury. But as we said on in, in Thursday, some, sometimes this goes free and sometimes it, it doesn't, and it didn't go through today. But what was your thoughts on the in the lineup in general?
0: Uh, well, th- from my team on Thursday, I had Raskin and Cantwell starting. You know, w- with uh, <clears throat> Sakala and Kamara dropping out. So, I I thought that not playing Raskin, you know, after you know going through the transfer window, we we have been saying for months that we needed a bit more energy, you know, something a, a wee bit more forward thinking in midfield. And now that the guy has arrived and we get to the cup final and he doesn't start and we've got you know uh, Glenn Kamara back in there, I just thought that just looks timid. So I just think uh, Beal just wasn't brave enough. I think I messaged you guys earlier. He should have been braver than that. This is a cup final. We go with uh, all guns blazing. We come out like a rocket. We didn't do any of that. It was uh, all far too team and we... The number of 50-50 balls, you know, in midfields, the ball breaks, they're picking them up. And then when they were getting the ball in central defence, you know, four or five passes, they're they're straight on to Tavernier. I I think they target Tavernier because uh, the the amount of balls that they played down the left, uh, clearly they they thought they would get some joy and, and they did. So we, it just looked like we hadn't prepared as well as we ought to have that's probably not true, but it just looked like that.
1: Mason, before we get to actual goals, I, I was really concerned with the first 20, 25 minutes and I thought, I'll be honest, I don't really know how to put it, but were we trying to slow the game down on purpose, or did we just lack the energy? Because time and time again, when the ball went out, we were so slow to get it back into play. Even when McGregor got to take the goal kicks, and I'm, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Like When Motherwell do it, when St. Mirren do it, when teams come to Ibrox, we slate them in this pod for trying to slow the game down. Is that what Rangers were doing, or did they just lack the energy?
3: I think I think we lacked a bit of everything to be honest, Colin. I thought we we lacked desire. All 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 the phrases that that we throw out, the the sort of I think Tavernier said it in his in his post, the the minimal's uh, minimal's, and and we didn't do that. We we were second, we were third best at times in in that first half. Their midfield again, for me, it comes from the midfield. These games are won and lost in the midfield. I think that that's that's clear. And and they they just you know were brave. we couldn't get our front front three together because we didn't get we didn't string any combinations in that in that first half at all. We didn't stamp authority, and that's unforgivable in, in, in a final. But let alone a final against our, our biggest rivals. So uh, there's just there's there's so much you can plug plug through that that first half, and and the goal we can see we, we are so easy to score against. We are so easy to score against, and it's the same goal twice. That's even even more frustrating. And I think it just sort of sums up this team's sort of you know the way they are that we concede right before half-time. Because if we're not playing well, if you just get into half-time and then you can address a few things. But typical us this season, we concede at a, a huge time. And, and f- the first goal in these games are, are really, really big.
1: Well, let's talk about the goals. We kind of touched on them there then. Um, that's... There'll be a few things. I mean, as I said, the criticism's more than enough to go around. But let's start with James Tavernier. I mean, does he cover himself and go away either of these two goals? Does he both down his right-hand side?
2: No, and it's infuriating because there were spells in the first half where Tavernier was doing okay defensively. But, you know, to, to let the crosses come in to know of things at source was really infuriating. I think, you know, twice for Kyogo to arrive in the six-yard box when they around them, to just get a tap in is absolutely inexcusable, and you know it really just shows as, as Mason was saying how easy we are to
1: score against at times. Davy, where the where the goals, and I'm not going to defend Tavernier here as well, but he didn't get any support from the midfield or the or centre halves as well, and that what I've said in the in the talking points about the goals the back four, because time and time again, we this isn't a new thing for Angels. Rangers, it's not a new thing for this group of players, and I'm looking at having their goals and Embaristic, and Ben Davies is now falling into the trap where one full-back lets the cross-in, the center half don't deal with it, and then the other full-back does not attack the runner, and that's what we've seen for both goals, I thought.
0: I just thought we lacked energy, we lacked a bit of aggression, if nothing else <clears throat> snapping into challenge, it was all too easy for them. So they they should be uh, collecting the ball, and then within three seconds be smacked by a Rangers player. Didn't happen. Time on the ball, head up, pass it on to the next guy. They were just getting round us far too easily. It was uh, we needed more pace, more energy, more commitment, more aggression. It was just all too lukewarm, it was tepid. Uh, I just think I, I just don't know what the, the pre-match discussion was. And, and and going to try and pick a plan out of all that. What was the game plan? You know, because it all just seemed languid. I mean, I don't know what the correct word would be, but uh, we were hoping. You know, we were going to spring some surprise later on. You know, pull a rabbit from the hat. It was uh, the first half was an absolute chore because as as I thought and, and and correctly, it was a matter of time because they had chances before that and they had chances after that. They were systematically picking us apart. And we just seemed unwilling to do anything or un, unable to do anything about it. So it wasn't a, a surprise to me when, when they did score. I was I was actually counting the minutes to get to half time, so that Michael Peel would have seen the error of his ways, and and put some you know the midfielders that were been waiting you know two years for, who are sitting now sitting on the bench, and getting them on the pitch. It was uh, I, I just, we we were sleepwalking into that. It was. So frustrating to watch. There was a there was a few oaths
1: uttered, I can, I can assure you. <laughs> a few oaths uttered. That's a polite polite way of putting it. Um and that's that's why I asked the question. What was the setup? Um, and I'm not maybe comparing it to time wasting uh, is 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 the wrong way. Uh, but I think I think we definitely try to take this thing out of Celtic's game. Um, I don't know... I, I'm trying to rationalise the game plan here if it was a game plan. And I don't know, I may get myself caught up and not you you time, rationalise it. But I just think... The way we were trying to purposely slow it looks as if we were trying to purposely slow the game down. I can only think, okay, that must try and take the sting of Celtic, get them frustrated, and then we try and pick them off. But the trouble we trying to do that is the basics have to be right. You need to be able to press Celtic, you need to be able to shut them down quickly, follow your runners, pass the ball to your to own players, be able to control the ball. We didn't do any of the basics right, and Mason just on that, like. The, the back four don't cover themselves in glory for the goal. But again, I think it's for the second one. Is it Callum McGregor? Absolutely dances past Kent and Sakala and just sets the ball down the, the left wing. It's the, the defending wasn't he from the front or in the middle or at the back line.
3: Both goals, uh, Colin. You've got three or four players that are jogging. It's not a sprint. Um, if you compare that to the other end where we were breaking on them, they're all sprinting to get back. Um, McGregor for them is what we're missing in, in our midfield in my opinion that, that's a captain that's someone that leads that's someone that won them the midfield today um, I would throw a little one I know David T's not on tonight and he said last week and he got quite a lot of you know different comments about it about John Lundstrom you know what I'm not sure going forward he should be in, 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 in our best 11 because again today he was miles off it when we're looking for someone in that, that midfield to be a leader nowhere to be seen um, but for the for the goal, I, you know, the biggest frustration I had, we come out for second half, Colin is no subs. Bill made the subs later on in the game when we're two 0 down, and and I and I sat there and, and I was in here today and I said he's going to make subs when they score because you could see it was coming. It was, it was coming. We missed the chance at one all where Sakala misses an absolute sitter, and it fell to the worst person because just as soon as I see it going to him, I thought that's 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 not it in the net. They went up the other end, 2-0, and then he makes the subs. And it's just like, where, why didn't you do this at half-time? That, that's, that worries me about Bill. That really does, because his tactics he played into their hands. And, and Colin, and I agree with what you're saying in terms of how we set up. If we went in there to set up to go and frustrate Selway, let them have the ball and frustrate them, that worries me as well. Because we know their weakness. We've seen it in them playing in Europe. And, and for 35 minutes at Ibrox, we went and got after them. And we looked the better team in the second half. So why would you come away from that to then go and play in their hands? So that, that's on the manager today. That's on the manager, and the players deserve you know big criticism. But today, today's on him.
1: You mentioned John Lundstrom there and long-term whistles no, I'm a massive fan of, of John Lundstrom. I, I still believe that on his day, he's an essential part of the Rangers midfield and the, the heartbeat of the eleven by Christ when he's not on his game he, he doesn't do, does do 6 or 7 out of 10s, it's either 8 or 9s or he's way down the other end and I totally agree with you Mason as much as I'm a fan of him the time for sentiment is well past gone, players need to be playing for the jersey for next season not for next week, for next season um, Bill just on the manager um, uh, again, maybe to rack my brains it, it kind of scream to me similarities of Gerard's first couple of old film games where or big games where actually Gerard tried to set it up to nullify Brendan Rogers team instead of playing their own game. Is that what Beale's done to he falling into the same trap today?
2: I think in some ways I and <clears throat> you know you mentioned sort of slowing the game down. And it's maybe okay as a game plan. You know, because Celtic do play a fast game and to slow them down might take a bit of this thing out of and all of that. But what we actually got was players not winning their duels. And, uh, you know, Davey mentioned aggression and I think the guys that you normally look to for that bit of aggression, like Lundstrom, that was completely missing. So if you're going to slow Celtic down or try to nullify their game plan, that's fine. But like you said, you've got to do the basics right. And rather than use that as a game plan, I would actually prefer to see, you know, prefer to see him play the way the Rangers can play, because we've seen this team day really well. We've seen the game at Tynecastle where, you know, we were off the leash, they were coming at us, and we played a lot of good football that day. And a team like Celtic, they're not going to sit in and be stuffy, so they're coming at us. We should also be able to play football the way that we played at Tynecastle.
1: Absolutely. And it's... I can't help but think that that... I don't want to say disbelief, but if you're not backing your own game plan, that must trickle through any of the players too. Uh, but again, no, you let the players off the hook because if you can't tap a ball, if you can't make a basic pass to the player in to the FC, then no tactics in the world is really going to uh, compensate for for that. Uh, Davey, only the only the front three. I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, obviously, the biggest chance in... Um, and the first half for Rangers Angels was Cicala. Um He gets a rebound after Ryan Kent hits the post, and um, we quite a, a, a neat, uh, quite quite a neat finish, or oh, it was almost a neat finish. And I oh, was actually surprised he got it in target after the early couple of efforts. Comes to Sakala, he just hits the side netting. and um, so I should say this was the start of the second half. What was your th- thoughts on the front three in general, Sakala, Kent, and Morelos?
0: Well, I was trying to work out in the first half and, and in the start of the second half, what was our plan to score a goal? What was the game plan here? You know, were we going to spring forward, you know, catch them on the break, you know, suck them in, suck them in, get possession, two passes, you know, we're down the wings, we've got Ryan Kent in the left, Sakal on the right, off we go, you know, speed. But we... Uh, it, I mean, the chances that we did have never quite worked out that way because the the quality of the ball our ability to win the ball on midfield was just non-existent. So we just weren't getting forward in the first half. The first half was absolutely dreadful, dreadful. But and so in the second half, you know, we we eventually uh, a bit brighter. You know, Ryan Kent got got the shot away. hits the inside of the post. Breaks the fashion, fashioned, You know, who's been telling us all week we're better than them. We're better than them. Here's the chance to show it. Fashion, no composure whatsoever. You know, what What we've often accused him of. You know, he would be, uh, if he had just that wee moment of composure when on the ball in front of goal, he would be 10 times the player he is now. And the fact that he, he just, he couldn't get that on target or even rolled it back to Morelis, who can't be offside because he's now behind Fashion Sakala. I mean, it's, it's just those moments of quality. And, and and I think I commented there's the difference. So Kyogo gets two bo- two balls into in the six yard box, front of goal, ping, right place at the right time, in the net. Fashion hits the post. And that that was the, that was frustrating because uh, I was actually out the seat at that point, you know, when after fashion had fluffed that one in. and and at, at that point, you know, it begins to dawn on me that maybe we just don't have the quality. That, that that would have been, and we're not talking, you know, Real Madrid quality here. We're talking, you know, SPFL, professional football player. He should have finished that. That is, uh, should be bog standard for fashion. So I don't know whether it's just the occasion gets to them or whatever, but it's uh, unforgivable, to be honest. I was, uh, I mean, crestfallen, I think Bill's just mentioned, I think that would have been my crestfallen moment when, you know, we had a, he had a tap in and and fluffed it after telling is after you know after going public, you know, with the comments, he just looks silly. You know about it? it just just looks stupid.
1: Uh, there has to be somebody indoors who I mean, always ha- it's it's a surefire way to make sure you get beat in the weekend, and it's not just with Rangers. You see it across world football when people come out, they're outspoken, and I don't know it's. <laughs> Fucking signs that they end up dropping points or not getting the result. But Mason, we've said this time and time again about fashion, Sakala, you and I, that eventually, if all going well, he moves into a scrap right row. Um And it's no, like it's not slanting Sakala. I'm, I'm not going to fire him under the bus uh, today after praising him for the last two, or three months. He, he does add value to the squad, but it's if we do want to get to the level of quality that we want, we want him pushing. 1st 11. I uh, would see with the, the type of game Ryan Kent had today. Somebody like Fashion Sakala come on and replace him. You know, that's probably what you're after, but Sakala relying on that when we know how inconsistent he is. That's where we're at with our squad.
3: Yeah, look, again, I don't want to sort of, Sakala's someone that we have praised a lot, but I think we've always maintained that if we want to be successful, win leagues, win trophies, get better and better in Europe, Fashion Sakala doesn't get in our best 11. I think that I think all of us on this pod, again, some supporters will disagree, you know, who really like Sakala, but that's the quality. I think that, again, their wingers, I think their wingers, their numbers, and that bit of quality, they've got it, and we, we haven't. And, and Sakala, that, that was his moment there to, to, to just put it in. Um, and, and, and that's where we're at at the minute. That that's, that's what we've got. Ryan Kent today, big, big game for him. Um, and he was awful. He was, he was absolutely awful. You know, he, he's our main, in a game like today, he's our main man, and he's non-existent. I don't think he beat their their right back once today. Don't don't think he beat him once. And we, you know, who played well for, for us today? Who's McGregor? McGregor maybe gets past marks with, with a few good saves. That's about it. So how have we going into an old firm game where we're looking at it going the other ten? No one was at the races. Um, so you could you could go for them all. You know, Borna Barisic, another one at the back post. How many times have we seen that? You know, in the first half. Um. Tavernier fizzes it across and, and Carter Vickers managed to get across and, and he was fortunate he didn't go in, but he was desperate to get there in front of Sakala, yet Barisic just lets Kyogo get in front of him. And it's a goal we've seen over and over in old firm games. But these players have been allowed to play and stay at Rangers and make the same mistakes over and over. And what really frustrates me about Bill, I listened to his interview yesterday on the BBC, he keeps talking about 55. He keeps t- talking about, you know, Europa League final last season. He keeps talking about the Scottish Cup that we won last season. But he's missing out that we were seven points clear this time last season. We lost the league. We lost the league cup. Their manager was just you know just in the door won the league cup. We're nine points behind now. I know he wasn't here for part of that. But he's just picking out things of the past that that were good. What's happening now? What what are you going to do now to go and change it? You know, let's let's concentrate going forward. Stop going back to Glen Kamara of 55. It's all about the here and now. And the players are not at it, and they haven't been for a while. Bar time castle. So, that, so that's really frustrating me with Bill. I don't want to hear about fifty-five and keep going on about it. It's about fifty-six, and and, and I think that's the frustration. Yeah, and
1: we have said time and time again. we I've said that Michael will be a his state is um in his, in his ten-year-old Angels man. will be his best conferences How open he is because he's he just loves to play football and. <laughs> Also, Gio was a bit too reserved. Gerard, the times was very reserved. Um, you can tell these guys have had media training at huge clubs. Michael, Biel is just uh, first and foremost, he loves all but football, and he's trying to give you a bit more. But it's trying to come back and bite him in the arse when it doesn't go his way, and ultimately, it won't always go your way when you're trying to rebuild a win inside. And on speaking about 55 and the experienced players. I don't agree with, him, but I do understand why he started. way on some uh today. It's <laughs> the the two best performances of the season. He did say um, Celt- Celtic at Ibrox uh, for sixty minutes, and Tynecastle, Castle won some were both excellent in those those games. I do understand why he's done it. The big the big test now is does he do it again? Uh, does he learn from it? Van uh, Broncross didn't he learn from it. Um, well, well, Bill. Ultimately, that will determine how successful his run to be. Um, on players who may have run their the course, um, so to speak. Bill Alfredo Morelos. Um, I don't really know if he was just having an off day like the rest the players today, or the midfield didn't help him, or was that a bit of both up until his goal, he was he was quite isolated wasn't he?
2: Yeah, I think so, um, he, he did have a bit of an off day, I'm a big fan of Morelos, and you know, I've backed him a lot, even when some sections of our support have been out to get him, so to speak I think he does well for the goal um, it's a good finish, and he reacts well to get on the end of it but he did not do much other than that and as I said earlier, you know, it's you need him to have that bit of aggression, but putting himself about making a nuisance of himself for defenders. And I don't really think he did that. It was all silly touches and you know a couple of fouls and all of that. I think what you need for Morelos is the Morelos of a few seasons ago when Gerard was here, where he was just an absolute beast getting tore of everybody. And you know we haven't seen that Morelos for quite a while now. And where where his future lies, I don't really know because if we you know he's out of contract in the summer we decide to give him another contract and he keeps playing with that. Well, what was the point? But equally, we don't have anybody in the squad at the moment that I think can do what Pete Morelos does in terms of putting himself about and making himself a nuisance for defenders.
1: No, you're right. And I think that's... We're all kind of clinging on hope that that Pete Morelos does come back into play. And I think I think that's maybe why people kept him on for so long today. But, what, like, Bill, I'll stay with you. I'll stay with you, sorry. Um... I thought it was quite bizarre that Alfie started to get back into life. He started to get that fire in his belly. And then that's when we take him on for Cholak. And Cholak, I could understand a last couple of minutes you're chasing that goal, put him up top with Morelos in case something falls, but I think that just killed our game plan again. Yeah, I
2: did not understand the decision to swap in court, uh, Cholak for Morelos. Much as I love Cholak, he's a great finisher, but... It it does not do the things that Morelos can do. And when he's not getting any service whatsoever, he's he's kind of pointless having him there. Um, I think what you said is right. You know, if you had Morelos and Cholak, you know, towards the end when you're chasing the game, then that's fair enough. But at the point where Morelos has actually sort of started doing something after the goal to then take him off and bring Cholak on, didn't they really understand that decision.
1: And sticking on the, the theme of decisions we don't understand, then uh, David P eventually Raskin, Jack and Cantwell replace Lundström, Kamara and Tillman. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it was um, the right choice, but maybe about 30 minutes too late at least. Um, what was your thoughts on day three when when they came on?
0: You're just you're right. It was too late. You know the the game is uh, is away from us by that point. You know we could have could we have clawed it back? We possibly could have, but I mean to defend Alfredo Morelos. Morelos in the first half there was one on the far touch line. He goes shoulder to shoulder where uh, one of their players bangs him off the ball, collects it, and then sprays the pass out out to uh, the right hand side. I, I'm. Alfredo Morelos is getting a free pass for me today because, uh, and as as the uh, day you know, uh, Cholak when he came on, it's all about the service for these guys, so they can not go up there, you know, go win the ball and then cross it to themselves. They, they need a service, so what do Ryan Kent, Fashion Sakala need to be supplying him opportunities? Whatever the centre forward is, and we had nothing like that, you know, because how many saves did Joe Hart making during that game? How many attempts in goal did we have during that game? I mean, compared to what, what they were doing in, in the first half that was, you know, saves by McGregor just over the bar, just by the post. They were having attempts in our goal. We weren't having attempts in their goal. So, I don't know what Alfredo's supposed to do. It's easy to win the ball at the halfway line and, and then go score. You know, the, the, there's a... It was the guys who were behind Alfredo Morelos who should have been carrying a bit more weight. So, I mean, my, as a I posted earlier, you know, in the, in the match comments, uh, Michael Beal had a, had, a, had a poor start, but it just went absolute south when he took Alfredo Morelos off, you know, and and the, all the any momentum that we had, any energy, you know, that just absolutely sucked out the team, and and we just stumbled our way to the final whistle. It was just uh, so depressing. So on that, you know, it was Michael Beal. He, he made, I mean, two weeks ago against Thistle, he, he puts out a team and we get bossed by Partick Thistle for the first half at Ibrooks. We then managed to correct it and got over the line 3-2. So there are question marks beginning to appear in my head about Michael Beal. You know, where is the substance here? I mean, it's all very well, you know, taking taken into Ross County. These are games that we should be, uh, We we need to win to win the league. You know, so when that's the case, the big games are going to be against them. We've now had two. He's drawn one and lost the second one. We've got two more to go. So there comes a point in me, and, and I'm already asking the question, what was the, the transfer window? We need you know players, we need midfielders, get them in. And then we've got the opportunity to play the guys today. Nothing. The, the guys are on the bench. And, and we've gone with the tried and tested. You know, today is his first 11. Some would say, and those who are a, a bit cruel would say tried and failed. And and we tried and failed again today. So something's got to change. If if it's, uh, if we're just going back, you know, regurgitating the, the same thing. Glenn Kamara, John Lundstrom today, I mean, I'm a, a bit of a, a Lundstrom fanboy. I thought he was he was dreadful. And and if, if Michael Beale has put guys out on that pitch and they're not 100% fit, then, then he gets everything he deserves. Because I don't think Malik Tillman was fit, and I don't think John Lundstrom was fit. Because David T's one is, you know, remarks about he's got John Lundstrom, like he plays like he's towing a tractor. Well, he certainly looked like he was towing a tractor today. There was just lack of mobility, lack of composure, lack of aggression. It looked like he didn't believe it himself, and and I think there was a lack of belief, you know, throughout the team, and in terms of uh, how we started that game today, and. We we should have been grateful that we got off the pitch one 0 at halftime, and been able to reset. But we just, uh, you know, things improved slightly in the second half, but not much more. And then it takes the second goal for us to for, for Michael Beale to ring the changes. And then when he did ring the changes, you know, he's withdrawing Alfredo Morelos. He replaced the midfield, which we were screaming for him to do. And then I mean, I I was oh, there's always the wee hope. We get back to two one. They're clinging on. Come on, one chance here. We can do it. And then Scott Wright appears. All my optimism, what was left of it, evaporated. Scott Wright. I mean, Scott Wright. So, what what exactly is his role in the squad? What will we expecting Scott Wright to do? Who who can't get a game against Partick Thistle, you know, and he's a, a sub, you know, maybe what 15, 20 times a season. What has he contributed in his time at Ibrox? And then we're throwing him in there today, hoping. And and it I just looked desperate. By that time, I, I'd I'd already given up.
1: <clears throat> and brave, David, you feeling better after that? <laughs> feeling Sorry. better after getting all that out slightly. Um, but no, many many good points. Um, that I it's hard to disagree with any. Probably the the only one I know pick up is on Michael Beale. um <laughs> listen with the A new manager, bear in mind, we we put Bill on the pedestal as the Messiah behind 55. He was one component component and a very successful management team that season. He's still a new manager. He only started learning his trade in August. And this is a huge rebuild um, that we need to do. And being realistic... It was never going to all go in the upward trajectory straight away. Which we'll is hope that between now and the end of the season, there's enough. Um, that th- there is enough of of a progress to b- to build a foundation for next season. Getting the win today would have been a massive pillar and weighing that foundation. Uh, but we does need another couple of windows. Um, Mason will move on to the midfield three that did come on. So I think we've, we have we have really covered to death that yes, ration should have been on for the beginning. Yes, when it wasn't working, they should have been on arguably in the first half, but at least at half time, some of these changes would have been made. I thought Jack, ration, and Campbell brought a bit of energy, much needed energy, and maybe the 10 15 minutes of, of a positive performance for the Rangers today came for them coming in.
3: Yeah, and it, all it is, Colin, it's it's just a change of, of of legs in there. And I thought Jack got about the pitch better than Kamara and ever did for the first you know hour. Um, Raskin was one that, that David P is absolutely spot on there with everything he said. There was the loads to go through, but the biggest one is we've all said on here for ages, supporters have said how the midfield needs changed, um, and and it has done for a long time, and 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 Bill. Again, you know, speaking, probably saying too much and getting, it's going to come back to bite him in the backside about he only wants to sign players that come straight into, the, you know, the, the, the first 11. They were both on the bench today. And I think the start of January, looking at this game, I said, we need a couple of signings to come in for this game today and get us over the line. And they weren't there. Um, and I think you just see with that 15 minutes, Colin, before, probably before Morelos went off, the difference it made. Um Tilman didn't look fit. Lundsham didn't, didn't look didn't look fit. But why are they starting such a big game today? That, that's the frustration. Because I don't think Raskin and, and Jack were, were brilliant, by the way. I thought they were better and they played forward a little bit quicker, got about one or few second balls. But it was just, you know, it was just that Lundstrom and Kamara were so far off it. I think we could have brought two youth players on today and it, it'd have looked better because they were that bad. But yet the manager would have seen them in training this week. What, what what has he seen to go and put them in a game today, other than just doing it because he's known them longer? And again, just didn't was not ruthless enough to just go and throw the new boys in. Um, so that's really, really frustrating with me. But just to go back on the point you made about Morelos going off, Colin, uh, that killed us. That, that absolutely killed us. You got to go and put both of them. Ryan Kent and Fashions of Carla for me were worse than Morelos. Morelos just scored the goal and was just starting to come into the game for me, and then he went and took him off. That was a big turning point. We know Chola Chola up there on his own is, is in these games is not. He needs someone in and around him. And I think if you're going to take anyone off. Sakala or Kent in the game he had today, that should have been the change. And that was another, you know, another black mark against Bill Bill today.
1: Just seeing in the comments, probably a bit of disagreement with me about starting uh, on Sturm and Tillman. I'll be honest, without using 20-20 hindsight, and I'm trying to be rational, it's easy to say now, after how poor they played, that it was the wrong call. But at two o'clock this morning, when I seen this team... We, my only concern was Kimara, um, not in foundation. Wanstam, we all agreed that we, we do need like a midfield general an enforcer. Also, we weren't expecting Tillman. The, no, sorry, the Wanstam who tows a cart horse. Um, but you, you don't get, I say, you don't get twenty twenty hindsight before the game. It's, I still do think I, I do understand why we've done that. Obviously, we now know it's their own choice, but I don't think there's very many who, one o'clock, two o'clock today, would have argued if it was Tillman, Ration and oh um, I'll, I'll come to you, just to kind of wrap up. That's... Uh, I, I don't really think there's, there's much more we can kind of go over, I think. Mason summed it up perfectly earlier when he said they really gets past Marks, um, other than I don't know, McGregor. But McGregor, to be fair, he didn't do much wrong and did they really adding value, uh, if I'm being honest. So poor, poor day at the office for Bill, terrible day at the office for the players as well. Um fans were out in voice at Hampton, that's probably the only positive. How do you see Rangers reacting to this? I think that's the big question because whether we, we won today or we lost today, it's the big thing was, yes, about getting silverware because we need shiny silver things, but it is all looking ahead to next season and building that platform. How do you see Rangers reacting to this between now and the rest of the season?
2: Hoping we get a strong reaction. I'm, uh, you know, having watched Beal's first set of games in charge, I thought he was doing well in terms of making steady incremental progress each time. And, you know, a a couple of setbacks along the way and all of that, but we are getting the consistent results. But what we need to do is start performing a bit better. I have enjoyed watching Cantwell and Draskin come into the team. I think they're very good players and I think they've got a lot to offer. Um, Again, you know, today they they came into the game too late, in my opinion. They should have been on at halftime or possibly even earlier. But, you know, if they can help drive us forward a little bit, but we have to stop going with the tried and tested, or as, as Davy said, the um, the tried and failed. You know, if Kamara's not been cutting it for a long time. Lundström sometimes does play well, but a lot of the time, they they can't kind of pass the ball. So we, we've got to stop putting these guys in the first eleven, and that's really got to be on the manager.
1: Putting you in the spot, Bill. Do you see Bill having this ruthless seat that we all hope he has? I don't know.
2: I hope so. Um, you know, Again, it's early days for him as a manager and maybe it's something that he needs to learn because when you come in as a new manager, you're not going to be perfect and there is going to be a learning curve for you. If you, you, know, you think about it, he only became a full-time manager at the start of this season with QPR. Prior to that, he'd just been coaching and he wasn't the guy responsible for making those types of decisions. It's always been under somebody else. So he needs to learn it and he needs to learn it fast. Whether he does or not, I think the jury's still out for me. I, I don't know if I see it.
1: Now, oh, well, I hope you're wrong. Obviously, I hope you're you wrong, and he does have that of instinct. And, and again, it is it's no just as straightforward as being ruthless because it's about knowing your players. Some players that they. they they do need that bit of extra time. They can play themselves back in the form. I think we've seen maybe three years ago, Ryan Ken was very good. At, like When it wasn't coming back or coming off for him, he would play himself back in a game. But I think we all agree we need a rebuild and I think we need to make the decisions on the new players that come in as to whether they need the, the carrot or the stick. Um, vp I really like this Um this analogy there they tried but failed. I actually think I'm gonna rename um this week's show that um it's it's very apt for the message that we want to get across. Obviously the obviously the <laughs> with the League Cup uh, going, the League is virtually out of grasp and it's only really Scottish Cup we're playing for there's a lot of games where we should be able to make changes, tie something different. But being realistic, we can't uh, turn up against Kilmarnock next Saturday with 11 brand new players. Robbie Fraser at left back, Lizzie Arnott up front. Um, we do need to be a bit realistic. What's the priority in terms of making changes for next week? Uh,
0: I think we can do it, Colin. I think we can do it. I mean, the nine points is, is insurmountable. You look at the two teams. So are we going to win all our games or are they going to win all their games? As, as as the two squads stand at the moment, well, the answer was delivered this afternoon. So I think it's the, the rebuild starts tomorrow morning. You know, I hope his entry is, is is layered with the clubs who will we can offload these guys to because this, the the current squad are not going to recover nine points. That's just the fact of it. So just I would I would next start next weekend. You know, well obviously we've got the, the Scottish Cup. Prioritise the Scottish Cup and the league games is all about getting us a squad for next summer, the, the, during the summer that gets us to next season and, and we're in a much better place. So I, I would I would write it off now because it's it's to believe otherwise is la-la land. One of the the things that I, I want to see some evidence of is that training ground Michael Beal, which is clearly a talented guy, you know, when he was there with Gerard, we need to see match day Michael Beale. Because I have, I'm having some concerns about that. Because, you know, on the training ground, and the, here's what we're going to do. But you know, as as people will say, your plan only lasts as long as it takes for someone to smack you in the mouth, and then you have to respond. And I, I he watched the whole of that 45 minutes today, and 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 didn't respond when the thing was fucking going over a cliff at rapido. So I'm, uh, I have concerns about that because the. His inability to, you know, see what was happening in front of him when we everyone could see it. Everyone
1: just on that, Davy, sorry, like just to agree with you. That's probably my biggest concern. I understand why he's made the starting lineup. I understand the decision he made. What I don't understand is somebody who's very good at making de- making changes throughout the game and has done that has done in the past. That's what worries me and that's what makes me think it might be a nerve thing rather than a decision. Yeah.
0: I mean and then that- I think Mason alluded to it earlier. You know, ruthless. I want them to be mafia, don ruthless in terms of getting getting some of these players out of that squad because uh, they ain't cutting it. And the quicker we can then have a look at players who who may be better, you know, in the longer run, then I, I think we should use the rest twelve league games we've got left. I think we should use that time to uh, to, to prioritize the Scottish Cup and prioritize the two games against them. And we can uh, let, let's see what that takes. us. the rest playing the rest of the game, the, the rest of the draws, use it as, as, as preparation for next season.
1: Mason, um, there's, this has been asked a couple of times, and in the, um, the comment section, what if we don't win anything this season? Um, what does that mean for Bill and does he get the same time as what previous managers brought by, like Stephen Gerrard? and... I think it's probably a bit knee-jerk reaction to be asking that question, but I think there's a bit of, uh, a bit of thought behind it. Whereas, what does define success in building a foundation for next season? What is it you're looking to see between now and the end of the season?
3: It's, it's a it's a tough. If see if we don't win the Scottish Cup, Colin, he's under pressure straight away next season. He needs a no. restart. That's just that's just the reality. That's just the way it is. We, he won't get. You know, many of us saying, "Oh, when he took over, we was a mess." on the geo, blah blah blah. It's all about the here and now. That's just that's just the way the football club works. And he talks a good game, Michael Bill, and and, and we've all said at times we, we really enjoy you know listening to it. And it was a big change, obviously, from Geo. But you need you need to start walking the walk, Bill. I think that's that's and today was was one that I kept going back to when Alex McLeish. You know, we, we always go on about when he when he come in and I see similarities there. Today, uh, Big E got it over the line. Bill didn't, and and the, the Scottish Cup's massive for him. And, and I know we, we sort of you know don't want to sort of jump onto that straight away after sort of a bad result. But that's all we've really got left to play for. He needs to win it. He needs to win it. And uh, the problem I've got, and I think we've all got, is it, it, it as you said, Colin. He can't come and sign any more players. It, it's what we've got, and that is that uh, these players. Time and time again, have let the support down in the big games. And do we honestly? Sit here now, saying we can, you know, we can see us going to uh, beat this Celtic team and going to win the Scottish Cup from today. I, I don't have much, much confidence in him. I think that whatever happens from now to the end of the season, Bill needs to be ruthless. He needs to rip it up and he needs to get rid of players that that just 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 have been here too long and just not won enough trophies. He, he needs to be simple. <laughs> that. He won't be here for very long, and and, and that's the reality of it.
1: Right, Bill, I think um Michael Beale barring absolute disaster and Rangers coming forth this season. Michael Beale's going to be the manager in August. But I do agree with Mason about that. He, he probably has to set himself for the the most prominent position possible, um in terms of knowing what players he can keep and knowing who is going to be he's like he's real allies and he's generals he's trusted players so like every manager has them um, you're hoping that the new signings such as Campbell and Rational maybe players that built can turn to time and time again but for the old guard he really has to work out very quickly who is worth keeping and who's worth moving on next season has your thoughts on how big a rebuild we need in the summer changed after the day?
2: No sure, um, you know I think it's it's really infuriating because so many of these players have shown us great things, you know they've shown us that they can go and compete with Celtic they've shown us that they can compete at the top level in Europe as part of that team uh, why is it that when they go out in games like today and do you know I, I don't actually think we were that much worse than Celtic today, I think they were just that bit better I think you know if, if Kent hits the post today or Kent you know, Kent scores today instead hitting the post, I think it might have been a different story when we had the momentum and all of that. But yeah, with, with some of the old guard, um, it, it's difficult to say because sometimes they can look like excellent players, but it's just having that consistency. So I think there's a number of them that need to go, um, you know, maybe 10 or 11, but that's difficult to achieve in one summer, especially if they're not playing great. Other clubs are not going to want to come in for them. We've got a couple of good players in, or players that look good so far, in terms of you know, Cantwell and Draskin. I think Tillman also looks a player when he's fully fit. We also have the boy Yelmaz, who I was excited to see initially, but then has been out injured, feels like forever. Uh, but, you know, those four alone, we're, we're going to need to add to that because those four alone aren't enough to get us where we want to be. But really, the the problem that we've got is, how are we going to offload enough players? Because Bill's already said himself that, they think the squad's too big and you don't know how much of that is coming from the board. So how are we going to be able to offload enough players to let us get another three or four with real quality through the door to then be able to go and the really challenge next season? But I think, you know, for the rest of this season, uh, I'm relaxed enough if we don't win the Scottish Cup. What I don't want is any more embarrassments, especially against that lot, because, you know, I think that was part of Gio's undoing was... The three nil and the four nil, I don't think, you know, as a Rangers manager you can have that. But if we narrowly miss out in the Scottish Cup to that lot, I think, you know, I'll, I'll be prepared to give Bill the time over the summer, see what happens next season, if I think he's keeping making progress. But in regards to what Davy said about, you know, use some of these games in the league against the like seeker, or the, the rest of the dross to experiment with the squad and bring you guys in and all of that. And I would agree to an extent, but you have to bear in mind that we've not got the most forgiving fan base. And if we go out and draw with the likes of Kilmarnock or Ross County or, God forbid, have a defeat, then the supporters are going to be all over Beals back. So I suspect what he'll do for the rest of the season is continue to stick with what Davy so eloquently called the tried and failed. And that's where we will probably be up until the end of the season, Scottish Cup or not.
1: How dare you come on this pod and suggest that Rangers fans are impatient and don't demand winning the Champions League after the first week in the job? No, but you're right. It's a very—I mean, and it's a age-old anecdote that we want to—we well, every season we talk about giving the young players time to come through, but then as soon as they have one lost ball, they're no good enough, and we very quickly write them off as a support. But uh, that's something that the Rangers manager has to deal with. Um I mean, it's been like this for generations, we're not gonna change anytime soon, so you do need to manage that and um, adapt. Uh, we're gonna start wrapping up, gents, but I'm just trying to take a few listener comments, um questions. I'll start with you, Davey. Um there's a um there's a question came in for, for Curry, um, who made his debut on the the all night. So another well done to Curry. Yeah. Um He's asking how many of the starting 11 would you keep for next season. Um, to give you time to think about it, I've, I've kind of thought about it myself. I'd, obviously, I wouldn't keep McGregor or Kamara. Um And more else, I've, as much as I'm a fan, I do think it's time for me to move on just because of, I've spoken at length about the cycles that he goes through in terms of attitude, complacency, and if we can get a similar type player, then I think it is time for me to move on, so that's 8 out of the 11, but just to kind of back up with what Bill was saying, it's we can not just get 28 new players in we do need to keep players who add value, but that's not to say 8 of the players are nailed on starters next season, I think um, what we really need to do is start adding competition so that James Tavernier is not a on starter. I'm a massive Tavernier fan, but Adam Devine is in the wings. Um, Ryan Kent, I think he's such a talent. But again, we need, we need people pushing him. So for me, it's eight out of the, the 11.
0: Uh, I mean, I've got the, the, the sort of list in front of me. I think we'd be struggling to get eight myself, Colin, to be honest. I think if if Michael Beale was to communicate with the Rangers fans and explain to them, you know that Tavernier is not going to be playing on Saturday. We're going with Adam Devine, and Adam is going to get a run in the team, and we need to find out whether Adam Devine is a long term replacement for Tavernier, so we could save ourselves a whole load of heartache, and, and and start testing these players. You know we want Lowry in there. You know, so and, and some of the 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 youth find out whether these guys are going to make it because I don't think we'll be manning the barricades if we were to if Michael B was to explain to the Ranger support, we're going up against Motherwell. Here's we're gonna make a few changes with 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 in, in mind, we've got next season, we want to have a real good go at the league. We've got Champions League qualifiers to be thinking of in, in late July, August, you know, which is which will provide us with further resources to invest in the squad. Should we be successful? So there are targets there, longer-term targets that we should be aiming at. You know, with the, to to progress the club. You know, running, going over the, the course again with the same guys. You know, the tried and field is ain't getting us nowhere. We're, we're we're treading water here. So if we don't have a transfer window, then just generate one. I'd start applying some of the youth players. Adam Devine anytime any time. I saw him. Looks a perfect replacement. So it's about time we found out what these guys can do. Uh, and I think the range of support would buy into it. I really do. If, if they was to explain it to them, prioritise, prioritise the Scottish Cup, the two games against them, and the rest of the time, a couple of slots each week will be uh, put out to some of our youth players to see exactly what we've got. Because we can start the rebuild tomorrow if Michael Beal's is so minded.
1: Mason, I'm going to finish up with the same question to you about how many of you that are starting eleven would um, would stay for next season. Because um, my answer has generated a, a slight bit of heat in the comments. Um, that way, the majority, of the the lassles, no really agreeing. Some saying it's closer to they'd keep three and get rid of it. Um, but again, I, I stick by my point that we need to be realistic. We are going to keep a fair amount of these players. We can't bring in 15 new players um, who are going to add quality. And that's just where we are. What's your thoughts
3: on it? After today, to be honest, Colin, there's only probably one or two I'd I'd like to sort of be here next season. Um, But, you know, that's obviously after the feelings of, of today. But look, there are some players that we just can't get rid of. We've seen that with, you know, Halanda, Roof. Um, you know, th- there's a reason why he's still here. We can't get get rid of him. Um, so, there's a lot of players that are going to be in next season. That hand on heart, that I think it is time for them to move them on. But the key is with the recruitment, we bring players in that are starters and and and, and build. Uh, uh, I've already touched on it, but has done himself there because he said he's brought in two starters, but they didn't start today. Um, but in the summer, players that come in need to come into this starting eleven and and and, and take it on. And win trophies and games today. We, we go and win them. That, that that's what we haven't done. And there's you know we, we could do a, a longer, but we haven't even touched on the ball today. Um, and and they shouldn't be going Scott free by the way.
1: That's a three parter in itself, Mason. We we can't get through that on a Sunday night.
3: No, but but they shouldn't go Scott free, Colin, because you know after fifty-five, we've we've regressed, and, and that's on them as well. Uh, that's on them as well. And I think to to to, to go back to Sunday uh, last Sunday, the Hall of Fame. I think the Tavernier to go in. A week before this game was a strange one as well, if I'm being brutally honest. But um, they're, 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 they shouldn't be getting away with it. I think that you know it's a big summer for them as well if they're they're still in charge.
1: Well, um, I don't know how many of us actually feel better after that, but it's I suppose we've wrote it all out. That brings us to a close for this week. Yeah, I don't think we're going to write many more wrongs, but. We're going to be back on Thursday night um where the live stream again. Half eight as always whether you get your pods and hopefully we've got a, a clearer perspective or at least some more concrete answers for the board. Um oh, as always, thanks so much to all the listeners for coming on. They really appreciate um Call to arms if you can find us a like, subscribe, follow wherever you're getting the podcast, wherever you follow us. It's really appreciated. And coming up in the pod this week, we've got the Daily News show Monday to Friday each morning, and myself, Davey P, and Chris will be back with part two of the top ten players of the journey. And of course, on Thursday when we're all feeling a bit better, um, hopefully we will be back to preview the Command game all that's left to do is thank my, my three guests for tonight, I'm starting off with a solid debut um, in quite difficult circumstances Bill, thanks for coming on Thank
2: you very much sir, I appreciate you having me on and yeah, sorry it was under such difficult circumstances
1: Next time we next time you're on I'm sure it'll be after a 3-0 scudding off someday, um, so we'll definitely plan that better the next time and also, join us. Uh, oh, also, a thank you to Davey P., um, passionate as ever. Um, I always feel a bit better after listening to you, mate. Cheers for coming on.
0: Yeah, thanks, Colin. It's obviously a, a big job Michael Beal has got, and I mean, I, we wish him all the best, the size of it. And maybe it's, it's only today that it's dawned on him exactly the scale of the, the task that's at hand. So, uh, we'll wish him well on that. So, I, I'm, I'll am i be going off to you. Uh, I think I've missed my call from the Samaritans, so I think I'm going to have to call them back.
1: No, um, I just thought, uh, maybe i will do a wee, a wee group uh, FaceTime as well, mate. I'm sure you're not the only one. And last, by no means least, Mason, thanks for coming on, mate.
3: No, thanks for having us. Um, I would like to say I feel you know slightly better after that, but I, I don't. And uh, I've just read that comment there by David Hurd saying, chin uh, up. Rabbi Matondo still to come back and that's just made me feel even worse so
1: thanks for that David uh, but um, no thanks for for tonight boys Uh, I'd like to say it's a pleasure Bill it's always a pleasure to speak to you boys Um, just some podcasts are a bit more difficult than others and if you really want to feel sorry for me I've agreed to go on the fourth official tonight so I've got another hour ahead of me going over the same thing but until next time folks thanks very much for listening take care (laughs)